The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. We have every week a chance to talk with incredible people. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's very often that we get somebody who's now started somewhat of a new program who's kind of getting into the radio thing. We usually, as radio people, say stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can try something else, go for it. (laughs) That's amazing. So do you you all... Are you on every single day? That may be the reason why. I'm on yes. Sunday for one hour. <laughs> yeah, we do the five days a week kind of kind of grind, which is actually, I find, rewarding in its own right. She is a, a host, an author, a wife, a mom, probably among other things, things that we're missing. Trillia Newbell, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. We like to ask the skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. And that is, who are you and where did you come from? Well, I came from... <laughs> That's such an interesting question. Where did I come from? I was going to make a joke, but I, I'm trying not to. Joke away. Uh, we've probably heard it before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, I'm asking. I bet you did. So that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, I am actually, I live in the Nashville area, right outside of Nashville in Tennessee. So I'm a Tennessean and I, that's where I grew up. I am a, you've already mentioned it. I'm a wife of 20 years and a mom of 17 plus, but um, I have a 17 year old and then a almost 14 year old, which is wild. It's absolutely wild. And I'm trying to think of what else I I'm the acquisitions director at Moody Publishers. So that is my full-time job. I um, get to look for books and, and encourage authors and give away book contracts, except for it's not giving away, but <laughs> a lot more than that. <laughs> and then I write and speak and um, v- very recently started this radio show, Living by Faith. Nice. Okay. Holly and I, and I mean, we'll dive into the fact that you've written books and stuff. Holly and I can barely string a sentence together properly. Mm. We've never thought about writing a book, but now that we kind of have an in. (laughs) How are you picture books? (laughs) What are your thoughts on, you know, kind of good drawings and mediocre writing? That's amazing. Well, I actually have one, two, three, four or so picture books. And I also write for adults and I do not do um, the art in it. I get to write the words. And yeah, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you, uh, thankfully, publishers are connected with amazing illustrators to do that. And I get to pray about what to say and put wow. it into writing. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Maybe one day Johnny will write a book. Just, uh, just not this day. I'm kind of curious though, because do you get a lot of manuscripts across your desk and you're thinking, good, good try? Maybe yeah. 10 years? <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I get a lot of me. Ma- I don't get a lot of manuscripts. Okay. Where I'm, questioning whether they should write yeah mostly get proposals that are a lot of first-time authors try to write 20 books in one Mm. so it will be a proposal that will have this idea and that idea and this idea and this and and so you look at the table of contents and you realize oh they're just trying to write everything they could think of rather than one solid theme or or message and and so that's what i get a lot another thing i get a lot are people who 
they'll meet me and they'll say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book. And I'll say, oh, that's fantastic. And they're like, so <laughs> can I bring, can I send you something? And I'll say, oh, sure, send me a thousand words. Never get it. Yeah. Really? Because writing yeah. is hard. Yeah. It's hard. And so a lot of people say they want to write, but to sit down and actually do that work is it's lonely. It's tedious. It's hard. It's um, all the think of all the adjectives and, <laughs> and, and so it's, it's a delight and a joy as well. If you love to write, mm-hmm. but most people have this, I, they want to, they want to have their name in a book or, but it's, it's not, it's a, not for the faint of heart. And so that's what I get most of the time. That's fair. I would write a thousand words. That would then be my book. I'd be like, well, there's my <laughs> thousand word book. Exactly. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, so, and if you're writing a kid's book, that is a paper or, or a paper, what do you call it? a picture book or a board book? That would be fine. But yeah. for a book for adults, it's more like 40, 50, 60,000 words. And yeah. so that's why you don't get a lot of people who follow through because it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I, yeah. I feel discouraged now. Yeah, that's okay, Johnny. <laughs> you have a radio show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Lord may call you to write. And when he does, and if he does, he'll give you the grace to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well, clearly you have a love for books. Now, was that a part of something that was instilled in you from an early age? Were you that that child that would run and hide and read a book under a tree? Or were you like, no way? Yeah, I wasn't the child who would read a book under a tree. I was a child who would take a sheet, like your bed sheet, and jump out of the tree. (laughs) I could fly. me as a kid (laughs) I was like the running and jumping and playing in dirt kid but then as I got older I developed a love for research Hmm. and Hmm. I would try to dabble in writing uh, but it would be terrible poetry or something like that because every kid tries to write poetry and so that was my dabbling but then I realized I really love to research and so I would research something and write it and be the only kid who just had a blast researching writing <laughs> and yeah and so then I started I wrote um for my college I was a, a, a kind of a freelance-ish reporter for my college paper okay and then after I graduated I I was a, a freelance reporter for my local paper at my, in my city. And Mm. so I've always kind of had some sort of writing, but I did not have a dream of writing a book as a child. It wasn't something that I thought of. And I wasn't a huge reader. I didn't, I wasn't that person in the corner reading. I was athletic. I was athletic. That's a a joke from the inside before we started. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then, and I, so I was, not that, okay, let me back up. Athletes can also be studious. For sure. I yeah, and I was very studious, but it just wasn't reading wasn't my top priority. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and so so it wasn't a dream. The it was the Lord. I wasn't I wrote a blog post that went what I call Christian viral. It didn't go viral, mm. it went Christian viral. And it from there, agents and 
publishers started to look at my writing, look at my articles, and I started to be pursued. And that's when I was like, oh, well, maybe I do have a book in me. Mm-hmm. And 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 the first thing that I wrote, I do think it was kind of like what you described earlier, maybe in 10 years. <laughs> 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 because writing an article and writing a book are two different things. And, um, but I learned and I grew and the Lord helped me and here we are. <laughs> yeah. So you said that you went Christian viral, uh, in order to do, to do something Christian viral, you need to have some sort of faith. I'm guessing when did the faith side of things come into your life? When did I become a Christian? Mm. Yeah. I became a Christian at the age of 22. So I grew up in a very loving home, but I did not know Jesus. And I didn't, it wasn't a Christian home. I was a, um, but at the age of 22, I submitted my life to the Lord after two broken engagements, really humbled by, yeah, it was kind of pitiful. And then the, <laughs> and a gal shared the gospel with me, but it took a while for me to submit my life to the Lord. I wanted to live how I wanted to live. Yeah. Um and in the south, I live in the south. So in the south in the U.S., we can be culturally good and spiritually dead. So mm. I was, I didn't, I wasn't a bad girl or did it. I was a quote unquote good girl, but not. <laughs> I needed Jesus, and mm-hmm. so the Lord, um, yeah, He saved me at the age of twenty-two, and haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's amazing. We often get people who. Um, share their faith as if, you know, when they were a child, they became a Christian. And there's, um, when you are older, there's a different perspective on what being a Christian means to you. What were some of those moments leading up to you making that decision that was saying past 22 years, we're what they were, but I need to shift. What what was your story? Well, it was mostly just being humbled. And I was just flat on my face and thinking, is this it? I don't want to, I was kind of tired of living for myself and, um, which is at the age of 22, you are, I I felt like I'm, I'm at a crossroads. What, where am I going? What's happening here? Yeah. And I came to that church and you know, that hymn rock of ages, wash me savior or I'll die. The Lord just used it, used the gospel that was preached to me, used that hymn to penetrate my heart and I I knew there was something better. And so I wanted to, um, I, yeah, I, I asked some friends who were there. Well, I didn't ask them to pray for me. Then I told them, Hey, (laughs) I believe I want to live for the Lord. I believe Hmm. I, I want to become a Christian. And they prayed for me and radically my life was changed. Now I didn't all of a sudden know, I don't even know if I could have articulated the gospel. Yeah, I didn't know a lot. I just knew I needed Jesus. And that's all I knew. And the Lord saved me and he used it. And then I learned a lot. I, and I had to, I, I I remember realizing, okay, I've submitted my life to him now. Now who is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what do I, how, what does this mean? And I dove straight into theological reading uh, books and just wanted to know everything I could about the Lord. And um, well, I'm a researcher, so it didn't surprise me that, you know, as his image bearer, I transferred that, that skill set and, um, and that desire into my Christian walk. And so I, yeah, I dove in and started to learn, but, but I didn't, it wasn't, there wasn't a, I guess the, the broken engagement would have probably been the, 
event that happened. Yeah. But, but I knew I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was the Lord. He just grabbed me and pulled me to himself. (laughs) Yeah. Two broken engagements for me. I would feel like what's, what's wrong with me? Why is this happening? It was my fault. And it, and it, to, to fully go full circle on that. There was the Lord. I heard the gospel at the age of 19 and the Lord was already doing a work in my heart. Yeah. And Mm. so I knew that this relationship wasn't the best. Um, And the guy was agnostic. So the Lord's pulling on me. He's agnostic. We aren't in a healthy relationship, but he's the kindest man. He's just really kind. Just, you know, I love them. So, but I knew it was wrong. So I kept breaking up with him. I was also 19. I was young. Yeah. Very young. He was seven years older. He was ready for marriage. And then, so I become a Christian. A year later, he becomes a Christian. And we barely talk to each other because during that season, that was the the courtship era. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how old you guys are, but that was a courtship thing. It was that. And so we guarded each other's hearts. And yes. never we barely <laughs> talked to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That season, you know that era. Anyway. Yes. And, oh, and, man. So, <laughs> Many <laughs> scars. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so, but then about a year later, he asked me today. I said, no, because I was doing campus ministry. A year later, he said, he asked me again. I said, yes, we've been married for 20 years. So God is a redeemer. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and I want to put that full circle. It was so good that we broke up. I don't think our marriage would have lasted had we gotten married before I before we became Christians. I just don't believe we would have. Um, and so it was a mercy of God that, that, that we've kept breaking up, but, um, but yes, it was also humbling. So yeah, he used it in all sorts of ways to draw me to himself. Yeah. Uh, first off, thank you for saying, I don't know how old you guys are. You're assuming that we're quite young. That makes me feel good. Holly's 65. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, feel good about you look it. amazing <laughs> thank you thank you um, That's hilarious. <laughs> so you have i mean did you think then like when it comes to then being an author is then the night like do authors then is the next step like podcasts and radio because like i feel as though holly and i did it backwards we're doing radio and now it's like mm-hmm. i think we've said all we've had to say therefore we're not going to write a book yeah i don't think anyone would want to read a book that i yeah. <laughs> it might be wrong there Maybe, but I will say this, not necessarily. So there are lots of authors who will never, ever, ever do radio. Mm. Like the radio is so narrow there. Yeah. So lots of authors who will never do that. There's lots of authors who are doing podcasts, but I don't think it's this. I think some, for some, it's a podcast that promotes their book. Right. Mm. It's a podcast that they just felt a conviction for it might fizzle out. And, and so. I don't, and podcasts, it's, it's not new, but it's fairly new. So I don't, so the answer to that is no, (laughs) it's not like, like that, but you do see more and more authors becoming podcast hosts or leading a Mm. podcast or starting a podcast and then it fizzles. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you will not see a lot of authors who become radio hosts. That's real specific and very narrow, I believe. So then why did you say yes to it? Well, you know, I said yes, because one, our, I'm not sure what his title is, 
program director, I think that's right, is very persuasive. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. But I love Dan Craig. And so when he asked me, as a matter of fact, when I first joined the Moody staff, he he kind of warned me, you're going to be on radio. And I was like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. (laughs) And yeah. And but then um, I it's it's it just sounded delightful. I would just get to talk about faith. Uh, well, he, he gave me the freedom mm. to develop it. <laughs> That's if he would have assigned me and said, okay, we want you to talk about current events. Everything, <laughs> I would be like, no, I'm not your girl. Thanks. But no, thanks. Yeah. Or all sorts of things. I could have easily said no, but that's not what he did. He he said, well, what, what's on your heart? What would you, what would you want to talk about? Yeah. I also in, Joy the talking to people and getting to learn more about them. So it was it was just kind of a it, an extension and made sense for my ministry. And I I will say, however, and I, if Dan listens to this, I could never do what you all do, where it's every day of the week, and I I couldn't do that. But I can do one hour. <laughs> <laughs> And encourage people for an hour. What a joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, for those who don't know, Living by Faith uh, was launched July the 1st. Uh, So what does what does Living by Faith mean then when it comes to somebody who's tuning in for, say, the very first time? I'm going to say it in a churchy way. And then in a it means taking God at his word and living your life accordingly. So that's really what living by faith is taking God, um, reading his Bible, believing what he says is true, and then living your everyday life as if what you've read or is true, as, as, as if God exists. And so I'm helping people think through practically what does it look like to, to walk out our faith? We're all walking and running a race right? That's the scriptures say. Yeah. What does it look like to do that, to walk it out every day in our everyday life? So not just having a quiet time or reading your Bibles, though we talk about that and it's very important to me. Um, but what does it look like when we have a child who is just, who's um, just been diagnosed with cancer or like a gal friend who I had on who has terminal cancer, what does it look like to walk by faith when you've you've just received what might be the worst news of your life? So these are the things that I hope to tackle and encourage and with some pro- professionals and everyday people and all the all the in between. You've had discussions on suffering, uh, prayer grows our faith, marriage, uh, launching our children. Are there specific topics maybe that you want to continue to dive into? Like, do you have a mm-hmm. strategy as to this is what I want to talk about next? Or is it just kind of whatever pops up is what we're going to chat about? It's a little bit of both. So I do have a strategy and I have a desire. So August is when most kids go back to school in the States. And so I thought, okay, let's August and September, let's focus on a lot of children's uh, so topics that relate to that so that was my thought for the fall or these last couple of um episodes and then the first ones were really just to get to know me so I had my husband on who is not he's a real estate appraiser and that was very very new and a little uncomfortable but he did it I'm so proud of him I'm impressed (laughs) our spouses have not joined us (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. A hard yeah. no. 
has a heart. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yes and no, but, but if something comes up and I think, oh, this week something happened or, or I don't want to be oh. so, uh, scheduled. Yeah. Uh, not willing to pivot. It is interesting though, because I mean, Holly and I have been doing this for over six years and everything ebbs and flows. If we talk to somebody about depression, three months later, we'll be talking to someone else again about depression or anxiety yeah. or human trafficking. And it just seems as though we're all going through something. It's just a matter of what at what time that we're going through it. Same thing with books. There's You will have about 50 books on prayer every year. Because we need reminders on yeah. why we pray, how to pray. And and that's not something that's going to go away. So it doesn't surprise me that you say, oh, yeah, we're we're talking about depression five times the year because people are depressed and we need encouragement. What do we do when we have a dark night of the soul? Is the Lord near, drawn mm-hmm. near to the brokenhearted? We need those reminders because we forget. And so it doesn't surprise me yet. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about the ebbs and flows and people are in valleys, people are mountaintops. Um, We are the Why Me Project where we ask that question about why me. So for you personally, um, with that question that I think all of us have asked in some capacity, um, have you had a moment where you thought, why me? This is hard. And I think it's because I am so... um so deeply into in the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And so I've I've never actually had a why me moment. I was like, oh my goodness, I need to think of a why me moment. So it will be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> like that one time when my kids were little, uh <laughs> I can tell you a time when I may have thought, whoa is me, but why me? I have had four miscarriages. Hmm. And I I never thought why me I, I never thought that, but I did think this is very hard. I'm very discouraged and, and I don't understand. And I, cause I didn't understand. I didn't understand what was going on. I remember after my second one, I was despondent. I was so discouraged. I couldn't get out of bed, mm. but the Lord in his kindness would reminded me of, of scripture and his nearness. And so I, I don't know that I've ever had a, why me, but I've definitely had a why Lord, like why, and why is there pain and suffering at all? Yeah. Can you turn Lord? And so that's, that's what I have re- experienced more than anything else. Which is great because I think it's important because some people they they want to get out of that moment because it can be mm-hmm. like a, a massive spiral where you can almost surrender to self-pity instead of surrendering to God what would you say to someone who just keeps asking the why me's? I think part of it is taking our focus and and turning it to to the Lord. So if we can remember his character and remember that he's real and then ask him, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief right mm-hmm. now. At this moment, I don't believe that you are good. I don't believe that you are, and I'm talking about for those who are suffering, Yeah, I don't, or, or, or in some kind of suffering state, I don't believe Lord that you are near help me believe. I, I don't believe. Um, and so, and I, and the Lord isn't, he isn't, um, afraid of those kinds of honest, read the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot of that. You'll see a lot of that. <laughs> like why, why is my, 
Why is my soul downcast? Where are you, Lord? Those are the questions that he knows and he's he he invites us to. So I would encourage someone to remember his character and that he's he's always faithful. He's he doesn't leave, he will never leave nor forsake us. And and um to com- continue to cry out and you can cry out why me lord you can cry yeah. that to the yeah. why me and he's going to in his kindness i believe answer and draw near living by faith out once a week at trillia newbell on the socials trillianewbell.com hopefully sometime in the future you can acquisition us trillia <laughs> we are so excited <laughs> And thank you for taking some time and hanging out with us. Thank you so much. I hope one day I will get to acquire you guys. Yes, acquisition us. That sounds so like ominous. (laughs) You've been acquired. Write that down. (laughs) We would say we would. You would be acquired, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. You've been acquired. We're just making up words here today. I love it. Look at dictionary at Holly. It's it's in there somewhere. Dictionary at hey. So the book, maybe twenty years. We've got some basic English to work on. Yes, yes, it will be helpful for all. Thank you. I think Trillia gave me an idea. We should start a radio show. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Thoughts? I'm here for it. Let's do it. You know, what's interesting, though, is that being in radio, we get the people who are like, oh, the Lord sent, you know, thinks that you should play this song. Yeah. She gets that same thing with the Lord said that you should be signing my book. Yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting just to see how the creative world works, whether it's for authors or yeah. for songwriters. Yeah. So it's super cool that uh, she has now gone from author to diving into the world of radio. And mm-hmm. it's very cool to see kind of that transition of, you know, putting words to paper to words out loud. Exactly. Words to mic, if you will. I like that. That works. Thank you. Let's write that down. Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can make it into a book. Just nice. kidding. Uh, we may be a long way from writing a book, but we are not a long way from doing other things. Uh, like our newly released YouTube channel. So thank you for checking it out and for subscribing. I know a couple of you guys have. Uh, Shout outs to our friends in Madagascar, New Zealand, Ireland. Uh, We've been seeing um, different listeners pop up in those areas. So we really appreciate you being a part of Wyme Project and our adventures. It's amazing when we get messages and I'm reading and then I'm like, oh, I think they're the next day already. Yeah. Yeah, isn't They're it like, wild? Oh, just so you know, we listened to you from Madagascar. I'm like, thank you from Madagascar. I had to look on a map. I'm like, you're an island. That's yeah, fun. it's incredible. So, so if, thank you. If you're an international listener, let us know where you're listening internationally, so then yeah. we can give you a shout out. And then all the socials: Apple Podcast, uh, Twitter. Well, Apple Podcast is not a social. Twitter, Facebook, uh, places like Spotify. We want you to uh, let us know where you're listening and follow us on all the socials. Yeah, we really appreciate it because that helps us continue to do what we do. And we yeah. love be able we love being able to serve you in this way. So thank you. We appreciate you and uh until next week. <laughs> Keep fit and have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Is and that yes, trademarked? <laughs> I it might be. We're now going to be sued, but just check Keep out Keep fitter and have funner. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and don't forget you can check us out on faithstrongtoday.com.